0: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Be sure to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll save 25% off on your first purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering. Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host Drew Creisman, the managing editor of DNBR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we toast our Breck brews and/or seltzers to the Colorado Rockies and their sixth road win of the season. They spit in the eye of the god of road wins. They said, "Not on this day, sir." We drink from the keg of glory. We played. Maybe the Colorado Rockies did their best road game of the season certainly in recent memory patrick uh really had a chance to steal the first one too uh, but a nice set here were actually the rockies for maybe the first time all year they just looked good on the road they looked at least okay and at best pretty good
1: on the lowercase first. g on the good yeah but that's been great again we a great on a curve You know, they they came in today trying to avoid a sweep at their AL foes and they came in and they won a must win game. At least that's a fun way to spin it all. They did. They looked good. And you go, okay, this is a, this is a a good sign. And this is a team that you go, okay, it's a good team. Right. I, am I, they, they're 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 not uh, hitting the cover off the ball yeah they're, they're playing 500 again this is the type of play that eventually when that time comes because we are still some some ways away but if you can play this well on the road then playing well or great like they've been at home you go that's that's a postseason team there you, right? go. you got but you got to do that on the road and and they got to do it all for a lot longer period of the time in order to do that. So I said, there, there are ways to go, but it was really nice to see that. As you mentioned, even uh, Tuesday night's game where they were very competitive. Crone hit that big yeah. home run to tie it up and you go, wow. Okay. This is, this is good. This is compelling baseball. Again, not a ton of action today had a lot of action for really for, for five runs. Yeah. You go, Rockies had a lot of action on, uh, on the offense.
0: Yeah, we saw some pretty good pitching throughout the entire series from both teams, really. Uh, Might as well start, I guess, with our, I guess since we have the the graph, there's no reason to put it off and just go ahead and begin with today's draft king of the game, Armand Marquez. Flirting with perfection out there. Six and two-thirds innings of perfect baseball before he hangs Uh, A little bit of a curveball there to Taylor Trammell. Takes him yard, ends the perfecto, the no-hitter, and the shutout all in one (laughs) swing. That's a big bummer. Uh, But really the only blemish, uh, he did give up a hit to the next batter because, of course, anyone who's ever seen a no-hitter get broken up knew that was coming. Uh, But every other inning, he he would would go out there and get another one. So um, all but one inning that he pitched today, he was perfect.
1: He was got the eight innings uh, total as as you saw there from our wonderful graphics via DraftKings through ninety eight pitches. So again, one of the more longer outings that he's had, both in, in innings pitched and uh, pitches thrown. Had ten ground ball outs to, to just three in the air. So you know, and and maybe the the best number you like overall. Uh, I like I think I like the length most, right? Anytime you can go eight yeah. innings, that's going to be huge. You take eight innings and one home run, yeah, fine. Even if it's a three run home run. We take that, but maybe the number I like most for him is, is zero walks. I think that's my favorite part. Seven strikeouts. You kind of expect that going into uh, a game, even when he's not on his best stuff, you know, he's going to get five or six. So uh, again, that's okay. He was, he was efficient now in today's day and age to go eight innings and throw under the century mark. That's, that's almost a rarity. So that was really nice to see him, you know, give the bullpen a little bit of length. Again, they were off on Monday. That's great. They're going to be off again tomorrow on Thursday and then Friday for anyone who doesn't know the Brewers have their opening day 2.0. So that was originally scheduled for a night game, but I think now it's going to be uh, a 310 start time, Colorado time. Yeah, it might yeah. be 210. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but they did just recently With move them, that. So yeah. that, that'll be interesting uh, to, to see how that plays out. So Marquez, yeah, he, he was fantastic. I, I love seeing him twirl and, yeah. And it was okay that a young guy got him, too. You go, hey, good for you, young guy.
0: Yeah, totally, right? You're almost like, you know what? Big moment for that young man. Way to go, Taylor Trammell. Uh, you, you, the Rocks had a pretty comfortable lead at the time. They even kind of answered back with another late home run from Story there. So you're like, you know what? Fair enough. H- have your moment and go with it. Though, of course, it's always nice to see history. Marquez right there on it. But he really did have some phenomenal <laughs> stuff today. One of the best breaking balls he's had all season. He got uh, – a. One of my favorite names, we got to do some point, like we do on the the, the Tier Makers. We've got to get all the best names in Major League Baseball and put them into tiers. Because I feel like Shedlong Jr. is a top tier. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's that next rung down. Because baseball's got some great names. But just it feels top tier of a name to me. Uh, He had a couple of nice plays in the series. But um, he, he struck out on a back foot breaking ball that sent him to his ass and just sent him rolling over and he looked out at Marquez and it was the second out I think of the eighth inning. So it you know it was Marquez at the end of his his stamina kind of and he's still uh just threw one up there that had the hitter looking back like okay are you sure that's legal? That can't be legal. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't check him today, did they? And I missed it. Because he threw I- some
1: funky sliders and curveballs they did say that they were going to change go about changing the way the umpires are are checking the, the pitchers and was maybe making it less you know in, in the center of the ballpark like that again obviously coming in foul territory and whatnot so i think they wanted to try to tone things down a little bit scale it back so um you know those things uh, went on i'm sure the umpires always appreciate it when they only have to check Uh, a certain amount of pitchers like, Hey, thanks Colorado. You made that, you know, relatively easy. And, uh, that, that was a done deal. You're right. Shed long, great name. The minor league baseball has way better names. Oh, I know. Major league baseball. And again, it's like, it's like attrition where you you like, you know, a friend of a friend who played division one baseball and you go, Whoa, that's impressive. Even more rare. You got to the minors and then even more rare than that, like you actually know someone in real life that made it to the majors. So, Great minor league name. So just to make it to the majors again for for a major league name, Shedlong is is a big one. Um, he's uh, yeah he's he's an exciting young player. Hit the big home run. Tuesday night, he had to walk off Grand Slam on Sunday to sink the Rays. So uh, he's another one of those young kind of exciting <laughs> players. Not going to be a superstar, I don't think, going forward, but definitely a name that that could end up surprising. And I like like how he's added the junior. His, it hasn't come up yet quite on a uh, baseball reference. He's still just Shed Long. Oh, Shedrick right? Bernard Long. Yeah. So that's kind of a new thing that's that's added, much that's like if he, he didn't know. That's two great names, really. Yeah, he he ate that. And and it, it's much like another former Mariners second baseman outfielder uh, who recently updated his name. D. Gordon is now D. Strings Strange Gordon, which is, is fantastic.
0: Such a great name. Again, close to top tier. I'd have to look at them all next to each other. I'd have to see. I think know, so. You know? But I think those guys, yeah, both of them. said I like this team. Uh, also, the Battle of the Sheffields, except the Rockies Sheffield. Uh, <laughs> okay, not quite. You know, when uh Ken Griffey Jr. and senior would play with or against each other, not quite that, but still, uh, Rocky's getting the better of just as few offensive players we do want to talk about. But since Patrick, you left us this comment here, though we normally do give high priority to the people over on YouTube, especially those who do a little super chat, a little hey. The other day, you know, he said, "This couple of bucks, you can control the conversation." But is an ac- excellent comment. Here it was good enough that that we'll we'll forgive you being on Facebook. Just just kidding. But uh, sad the streak ended. But Tapia has been fantastic. He says he's vastly improved defense. He made three or four great plays in left field as a part
1: of that. Late yeah. one was a big one. Yeah, that
0: was a great catch. Uh, his defense vastly improved this season has been great as well. Makes all of us vouching for him in the past feel even better. Yep, uh, guys, really willing the team forward, getting on base, and he just does not strike out. Love it. Uh, yeah, tough one for him today for it to end. But hey, the hitting streak ended. The on-base streak did not. He did draw a walk, which was good on him, not knowing he was going to get another at-bat in the game right there. Normally, he would extend. It. He knows he's got the hit streak going. He's like, you know what? Smart thing here. Try to help the offense. Get on base. So let's just move it on over, folks, and say he's got a 19-game on base streak going. There it is. Fine. You, you, you hope he you know, keeps it going. And again, no strikeouts today. Three hard-hit balls just right at one of the better fielding third basemen. Certainly, he used to be one of the best fielding third basemen in the game. Now Kyle Seeger is just one of the most shorthanded. Like, he's just not going to make mistakes. A couple of short hops there. That last one, I thought he was going to chop it over his head. Didn't quite happen for him. Uh, you take it. Top's not going to stop hitting the ball hard on the ground. Sorry, folks. Sometimes that's going to happen. Other times it's going to get through there. You win some, you lose some.
1: And normally, and, was,
0: you just play the next day, but day off tomorrow. So
1: <laughs> true. That's true. And, and the Rockies still did win uh, a hitting streak with Jonathan Dawes extended his streak to 10 games. So he's kind of keeping the line moving, getting that going forward. You like to see that. Black men. Uh, had the three walks, Again, three walks you, you, you take that, right? Again, leading by example and saying, look, it, it's just it's just got to get on base. That's it. He ended up coming around to to score there at one point. Rogers had the big fly. If we're going to get into the offense there, yeah. you like to see that his fourth home run of the season. Trevor Story with two home runs. You know, we talked about king of the game. Anytime you dominate like that, especially in the American, this is an American league game with a designated hitter. This is an, this is an important thing to to acknowledge. Um, anytime the pitcher controls the game like that, you, you are the king. You are you are the dominator. But Trevor Story on any other given day, even I in a know, loss, you <laughs> would go, I "Yeah, first two learn, run guys. home run uh, game of, of the season." And I think maybe what the sixteenth of his career.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. I'd have to double check, but I think that's what they said when they when Rocky's PR sent out the thing. Uh, but yeah any crush both both of those baseballs that was the other thing too last know, one was
1: opposite field too uh
0: yeah really went with that pitch drove it the other way uh no doubt that that one was gonna get out it was actually even closer to not getting out than i thought it was gonna be and the first one he just turned on an, an, an obliterated 110 miles an hour <laughs> off the bat like that's uh that is a spicy meatball that ended up their decks are kind of weird I was into the second deck it's it's kind of but yeah, it, it was just yeah. They <laughs> got weird, it weird did. decks out there. <laughs> look, at, <laughs> look at all these names too. I did forget about Lars Newtbar. Uh <laughs> might move right into number one spot. We'll see. And that, and
1: he was not a double unique because Lars Anderson, uh, I do believe made it to the majors, a oh, former man. former Red Sox prospect. I'd have to double check that. But I'm I feel pretty certain that Lars, Lars did end up making it. Yeah. Lars Anderson. He did. So Lars Newt bar, there's been a Lars there's, before. There's been Definitely a Lars. has not been a Newt Bar. I'm I'm <laughs> pretty certain of that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna go out and lend limb in the, the yeah. twenty-two thousand uh players uh in 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 major league history. No newt bars. No newt bars. No
0: new bars. Um all right, so yes, let us then toast this day. I got my juicy IPA here from Breckenridge Brewery. As we talked about earlier, you can get those 15 can samplers at King Supers or down at the liquor store. You get a much bigger one when you're a member of the family down at the DNVR bar. Do subscribe today. We highly recommend it. You get access to all the written content, discounts constantly on hats and shirts and all kinds of other cool stuff. You get access to our Discord channel where we're talking. Rockies 24-7 plus all the other sports. We're really hanging on for Tapia to get a hit today, trying everything we could in that Discord to just figure out a way for him to get that ninth inning hit once he got the extra up bat. Uh maybe if a handful more of you had been there with us, willing him on the floor, maybe we could have made it happen. So You want to join. You want to be a part of all those things. Say you were in there when times were tough that you didn't just bandwagon it in a couple of years when it ended up being good. So become a member of the family today at the DNVR.com. All that stuff will give you. Plus, right now, when you do the annual, a free shirt from the DNVR locker and a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out at H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com and use the promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off once you've got that free holistic stick but swinging a holistic stick like i said trevor story man that was real nice to see uh especially again and we don't need to rehash and do it every time but if he is going to build you know some some more value back if someone's yep. gonna come out and go any anyone who's going to be looking to acquire and wants to know for sure like he's good right like let's let's double check that he's good looks fine looks fine <laughs> you know so so that helps and kroner with uh his home run the game before, again, these guys we've talked about, that's a big showcasing moment. Yeah, You like to see that. The oppo shots you need to show. Yes, he still has that raw, natural strength that plays in a game. Uh So, uh, again, whether it's e- – even though these things aren't turning the season around and going to get the Rockies right back in it in that wild card picture, not going to happen, folks, but there are good things from these kinds of performances that can help your ball club moving forward.
1: Yeah, that that's a great point too especially when you look at what what cj crone is doing uh has five homers in his last seven starts uh he, he did have a pinch hit like that yeah that. he had a pinch hit performance i'm gonna throw out instead of saying five of eight five of seven starts yeah. so he's been doing that he's he's super hot and you know teams are not going to want to pay for that kind of heat however the rockies could go ahead and, and very uh somewhat easily take advantage of that uh on on the trade market and and, and as you said right you know it Uh, It it might not necessarily translate to wins and it might not be anything to be excited about, but when you can, when you can offload a veteran like that and and bring in a, um, even if it's not an exciting piece right now, but bring in a prospect, bring in another asset that you can, you can control for six to seven years, right. Or multiple of those guys, because crone is going to be controlled for, we're getting to a point where it's going to be six or seven weeks, right? Like it's, it's, we're not talking about a a long time. It's the end of the season. Um, But it becomes a day that in three, four, five, six, maybe even 10 years down the line, you go back and you look at the transactions and you go, well, what do you know? All right. CJ Krohn, uh, was, was the guy, the catalyst to bring in this player who maybe was used in another trade. It's, it's like going down the line and, and, and seeing, uh, I think it was what Jose Briseño traded to the angels. And who did the Rockies get Hira Diaz, who got some big outs for them, you know, a few seasons ago. Yeah. And, um, I think it was, uh, what was it was Josh Rutledge ended up going to the angels and the Almonte ends up coming back over in a deal and you go, wow. All right. That was, we didn't necessarily know what that was at the time. And obviously the, the deal that everybody likes to bring up because it's the one that everyone knows is, is McGee for Dickerson. And that's, that's, that's the trade, right? It's Jake McGee for Corey Dickerson, but really it becomes more about the second guy and you go back and look and go, wow, we had no idea that when that, that deal was made that you know, the staff ace and and maybe what could go down in history as the best pitcher in, in Rockies franchise history was acquired. So, you know, the Rockies hopefully can, can take advantage of of this, this hot streak. And, you know, no teams have, we haven't seen any trades just yet. And, and we are getting close to July here. So we're getting close to that one month uh, countdown clock uh, to the July 30th deadline. It was moved a day early. And so no teams have moved yet. And you know, it there's would be nice to see the Rockies in it, jump in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's it's I think we're gonna see very little movement till right up at the deadline. And then I think we're gonna see a ton of movement because there's a lot of teams in, in it, some that weren't expecting to be some teams that are further out, you know, like we've talked about the Yankee struggles and all those things. It's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. Uh, with the Dodgers certainly not running away with it. With the Yankees and Dodgers and the Braves, none of those teams running away with anything it's kind of opened the field up for whatever to happen this year. It's going to be very fascinating uh, for sure. Wild the Innocent with a Rockies trivia question that I'm not sure I know the answer to asking what is the record for longest uh, on base streak for the Rockies. So in my, let's see how close I can get to any of this, because in my recollection could be wrong about this, but the longest hitting streak in Rockies history belongs to Michael Kadire. And I believe it was in the low 30s, high 20s, low 30s. I want to say it was between the 28 to 33 range. And I would guess closer to 33, but I'm not sure.
1: I want to say it was 29. Okay. I feel like it was 29, but you're right. It's Michael. I'm, I'm pretty certain it's Michael Kadire. And then sure. on base streak, I, I, the Rockies have kept track of that. And I have looked at that in the past.
0: But I can't. Yeah. It just doesn't stand out as much because it's not something you know we care more about. Will's coming in with thirty-two. He either looked it up or he's guessing with us, or he's answering the Michael Kudar question. Could be any of those three.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like um, I did see. I'm looking up now, but I, I, I was thinking I might have seen Tulo on on the top list. Um, he did have a That's forty-one, awesome. forty-one game consecutive on base streak. No kidding, um, forty-one games. But uh, it might be Michael Kadire who also owned that record, too, at, at 46 straight games. Getting on base. Yeah. Wow. That is... That's a lot, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of games. But Fun fact, uh, Joe DiMaggio, when he had the 56-game hit streak, also had, at least, as far as I know, a 56-consecutive game on base streak. Oh, yeah. Not that many people <laughs> realize that. Not that <laughs> many people realize no, that. Not everyone
0: knows that. Uh, I wonder if it did. If it was like, a, there's also a 67 game on base streak. You know, one talks about that. Maybe, I wonder. You know, I have no idea.
1: Uh, if, if, I, I could were, I could, could see the good. number getting up. You know, pretty high. Yeah. For for getting on base. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the hitting streak.
0: Will says he looked it up. It was 27. Okay. So. Yeah, we're we're in the neighborhood. We're doing okay.
1: Thirty's that magic number. Thirty's yeah. definitely once you get the, a good 30. magic number. And I didn't think I didn't think Kadir had had gotten that that far. But there's there's been a few uh, over the the twenty mark. So it's again when we saw uh, Tapia do it for the eighteen game hitting streak, even that you know hadn't been done since twenty sixteen and Carlos right. Gonzalez. So right. um, that that's that's again it's one of those good good fun stats to look at, especially in in again one of these kind of transitional seasons where it's, it's something funny. You go, okay, you know, if, if, again, this is, this is our job. So we do this, but at the same time, I still feel like there are fans out there who, when listening to this game, we're looking in, you know, the, the top of the ninth, like, okay, who's coming up? How many runs would they have to score? How many guys would have to get on base for Toppy to get that fifth exactly Right. you right. You're Doing thinking it. that you're, you're uh-huh. thinking, oh man, because, you know, you you want to see him extend that. You want that excitement. You want him to come back with, um, you know, what would be a 22-game hit streak back on Opening Day 2.0 on Monday against Pittsburgh, and that's a 3-10 start coming up. That'll be fun to have a totally packed out Coors Field, kind of in preparation for you know the All-Star game and, and everything that's going to come with those festivities. Alas, the streak ends. Daza's is continuing and. You know, at what point, this was something I did want to ask, and so I'm glad that, you know, question was brought up. And, again, any any other super chats that you might have out there, of course, goes to the top of the list. But at what point would you consider a hitting streak a hitting streak? Like, at what point does somebody come up and you go, oh, do you see so has a six-game hitting streak? You go, why are you you're wasting your breath? You just say yeah. someone's been playing good for a week. Y- right? yeah, What's I, that I, number?
0: I. I, I maybe double digits i do think around 12 then you're really like okay okay now you're you're doing a thing and it's almost like you said you've got you feel like you're 2 weeks in now and i don't know if that makes any sense if that's like a
1: weird thing we've all made I like that i like 12 i like 12 for that I, for me it's for me it's 10 but i feel like i might be low on the spectrum i yeah. feel like i feel like 12 might be a good one even 14 which again we know Teams don't typically play 14 games in 14 days. <laughs> that could be that number, right? right? Or at least going into your second week, which could be a number that obviously changes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this one, you know, when you were getting 15, 60s, Will's putting it at 20. So, you know, that's harsh, but
1: it, he's got know. high standards. He's, if there's anything <laughs> we know about that, some of our, our favorite right. subscribers in the DNVR community, they've got very high standards. It's right. probably why we're still the hosts. Right. Let's, let's face it, the, the previous guys that were hosts, they got rid of them a long time ago. Couldn't be doing that. Couldn't be doing it.
0: Um, yeah, but it's it's tough, man. And it's we've also got to evolve our standards on that a little bit as well. Like in the modern age of baseball, an 18-game hit streak in this day when so many guys are happy enough to go 0 for 3 with three strikeouts and a walk. And consider it a good day at the plate, <laughs> you know, like because they got on base once, and right, you know, it's it's tough for me. So the, seeing you know these guys that put the ball in play a little bit more and and can do it consistently, I wonder if that'll be rarer and rarer, or if like we've talked about, there will be kind of that market correction. We had. Too low. Forty-one games on base, and and now that now that we brought that up, I feel like I can remember going back to that. Time. And I've said it so many times, people forget just what a monster he was at the dish. Like and 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 in the people, I think mostly remember how good he was defensively, actually, but he was so good at the plate, like comfortably by the numbers that everyone loves, by the numbers that everyone likes to you know throw at me whenever we're talking about Raimond Tapia. Troy Tulowitsky was easily better than Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story, and uh, comfortably, always better than those guys, uh, than, than anyone they've had in a long time. Cargo, all of them. Uh, Walker, no. Helton in that range. It, Walker, right. the greatest hitter in franchise history, quite comfortably by those numbers. And then Helton and Tulo are right there.
1: Forget and that's probably that. hard for some people to believe. And, and the Arenado one, I do pause a little bit, but I do think you're right. Like, again, for anyone who doesn't know, like, again, if you, and if you try to look at the numbers, they might not necessarily add up. Um, and, I, and I'm not going to do any All of right. my pat math to kind pat of math. point that out. But, I, again, if you say, like, at, at the guy's best, right, at their healthiest. And, again, that's a knock. Like, that's part of the whole conversation with Tulo is
0: right. But he taking- wasn't
1: healthy, healthy yeah. so let, you got to talk about that. And I get it, but at their best. I think you're right with that, and it, it, it's also interesting too because uh, not only with people forgetting about how good Tulowitzki is, you got to hope that, again, with the opening of McGregor Square and some kind of Rockies Hall of Fame, which hasn't been discussed quite as much, but that's something that the fan base, I think, needs desperately and deserves. Desperately. Yeah. Rockies fans yeah. should have something like that to go back and see their their favorite players, even if it's not any of the names, even if it is maybe a second caliber or second tier star like a Michael Kadai or like there are people out there that said, yeah, no, that was a guy that when I was coming up or that was a guy I really clung to a little bit because I'm from Minnesota and I really rooted for him and it broke my heart when he went to the Mets. Like that's something that organization definitely has to do. But on top of that, with the trade of, of Nolan Arenado and now Trevor Story, you know, story and Troy Tulowitzki were never teammates. Like they, they never occupied a, a major league right. diamond at the same but time. Obviously, both, in the minors in spring training, say that, that, they, a, they so, would, same they same would both argue with you on that. Camp they rub the elbows, of course, right? We we know that, no, but they never actually occupy. They were never on the on the twenty five man roster <laughs> at the same time. And so, one story goes: it's really just Charlie Blackman, who almost was a contemporary. He, he really mm-hmm. was of Troy Tulowitzki. There's no one to go and tell tell those two stories and so in a weird way you know after you know, this season kind of that picture like that's on marty mcfly's guitar at the end yeah. his siblings <laughs> are starting to disappear in a way it, they'll have disappeared away. they really will and until the hall of fame comes until yeah. maybe they potentially retire they have- to number two
0: that's why it's so important that they do those things that you were talking yes. about. I was really glad that Drew Goodman, who we all know and and he's talked about when he's come on our show, you know, has a relationship whereby, you know, uh, it's kind of working for Dick We're not directly, but that's, you know, it, it goes there. And he even came out and said they got to do, they got to find a way to, especially with Tulo, honor that history better and and kind of mend those fences a little bit and and I hope they will. And I, and I think that they probably will time heals all wounds. If Vince McMahon and Bret Hart 2830 can, can do it, then then there's hope for any of us. But uh yeah, man, I, 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 I totally agree and and it's wild, but yeah, if you take the too low, uh,
1: the biggest knock against Tulo, right? When healthy, uh, well, sure. Then when, Caveat, uh, right? If, if you have, you have to start healthy. with that, like, hey, I love you, man. But like, oh, no, yeah. Here, here's where it comes. You have to get the first part out of the way. One thing I do miss, though, is
0: Camp Tulo. That was something that Nolan never did. Charlie hasn't done anything like it. And I don't think he's ever really felt like he was supposed to be this leader of the team, kind of having been the young guy around cargo and Tulo and then Nolan being the star. We've talked about all that. Trevor that was never really his mode or or again responsibility. He's kind of been the young guy until now and now, <laughs> now he's on his way out of town, right? right? Probably so. Uh I'd I'd love to see Charlie Blackman or someone like that bring that back because Camp Tulo was something that Trevor's story would talk about right now if you got him going on it, and all the things that it meant to him coming out when he was a youngster uh you know and it just played in Casper Wyoming and now he's out at Camp Tulo hanging out with the troy to whiskey and learning how to play shortstop from the best in the game and like that meant stuff to people and you you know we've talked about these legacies that people leave behind even after they're they're long gone in in an organization and so uh, someone needs to start uh, there there needs to be a player-led uh camp again
1: i don't i don't know who that is in this clubhouse and that is worrisome but it doesn't mean that person's not there Right, it doesn't mean they're not there. They just maybe have not emerged. Oh, you know, it. it, no, it's it would be. It, who's that? If they extended
0: him, it would be John Gray. That's who would do it.
1: It Would be interesting. That 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 certainly would be interesting. They do a pitchers thing. Pitchers like need a group like that. that, that. Yeah,
0: the, they already do a thing that he would take Hoffman and Freeland and and some of the guys that were younger than. Them. I don't know if since Telemark guys Marquez ever went, uh, but it was actually around their trip when they would all go out to use the drive line. Of course, yeah. And Graywood, Washington State. Of, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I could, you know, when when you talk about that, I go, who who is a guy that could do that? And and again, maybe that's, that that shows you how special of a player Troy Tulawitsky was, and and right. how much maybe he you know he believed in the clubhouse or wanted to believe that the clubhouse had a group of guys that could win a World Series, and you know he had gotten a taste of it so early there in two thousand seven. So it was kind of you know, seemed like they were right on the cusp, and they very much were uh, for, you know, 2008 didn't work out, 2009 went back to postseason. But, you know, in a way, I want to say maybe the closest that they could have been was Nolan Arenado. However, knowing that, you know, one, one, of, one of the conversations that was had was, wait, you want you want me to be a leader? You want me to do what? No, that's not really my gig. But there is a part of me that thinks he could have had you know, a select group of guys, again, Josh Fuentes is a little bit different. It is his cousin. <laughs> We've seen them work out together. I think he could have eventually grown into that, but when told that you have to do it, I think that's a different thing. Well, we'll, we'll never know. And so I'm not, you yeah. know, hard and fast on saying, no, he was the guy, but I think there, there could have been a chance for that again, different setting. Maybe, maybe that's a um, a tell that maybe Nolan didn't feel the same way about his, Clubhouse the way Tullo felt about uh, you know the, the Clubhouses in the early 2010s, even when they weren't even you know that great in 2012 and 2013, mm-hmm. he still maybe thought that's okay. There's there's something that that we could possibly build, right? There's some potential. Remember, Tullo no was necessarily feel that way
0: that he got traded off of, of course, a, off yeah, a team that had been out of the postseason for five years in a lot of people's minds was another five years away from anything and he got traded off of that team to a toronto blue jays team that looked like they were going places and did nearly got to the world series that year and he was mad he did not want to leave
1: his boys and 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 how much is that that was it because he had invested in them too, right? Right. Like that's a piece You're of too it. Low. Yeah, when you spend yeah.
0: all this time helping even a guy like Trevor Story develop, you think
1: yeah, that's fine, he'll we'll play second. <laughs> you know. He, he plays my position <laughs> right. and I don't care. He's right. going to be a part of this. I mean, Bud Black says it every single spring, right? And in fact, every manager says that. Every single spring. Like, look, every single person in this in this room right now. And we're not talking just the 40-man roster. We're talking all the minor league invites. You have a job of pushing somebody else or helping somebody else out in in a slump. Whatever it may be, it's going to take all of those guys. And you go back and look at 2017 and 2018, there's names there that contributed, that did some things. And, And some guys who, you know, maybe didn't contribute much statistically, but still provided some value or provided some, some length on a day in which the bullpen was really shot. You know, it's, again, that, those are some of the things that you and I see and anyone else covering this team, and the hardcore fans. The hardcore fans still see that. There's guys right. out there right now. Our, in fact, our chat could probably fill up with guys that say, hey, this guy was maybe undervalued or underappreciated, maybe only made four starts for the organization, but did it during a time in which there were three starters on the DL at the time, as it was called. Um, and, and so there's those unsung heroes anytime that you go to the, the post season, there's unsung heroes on this roster right now, but it's, it's hard to call those guys heroes. You know, when you're, you know, under 500 club and potentially hundred loss club or, uh, uh, historically, you know, bad club on the road, whatever it may be, but you need all of those guys. And, and Troy Tulowitzki definitely understood that. And it's, it's something that the fans definitely shouldn't forget bang the drum again, if, If you've got a certain email address to a certain iPad, send those out there. Let let them be known because you're right. The fences have to be mended. And I I don't I don't know if they they will. Like have the fences actually been mended for for Larry Walker?
0: I would suspect that they're very close to almost completely mended, honestly, because with Larry Walker? Or to Tula. Oh, with Uh right.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, don't. Yeah, but it goes to show you. So I think some people would think that there's maybe some fences mended with Walker, and you know, like, oh man, it took him getting to the Hall of Fame for that to happen. And even still, as you're as you're I, saying, and I know there is not. It's look. there's it, business, right? It's talking <laughs> about talking about Vince McMahon thirty five twenty five. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you go look. CM Punk is. Will he be back in WWE? Yes. Apparently, it's business. Yeah. Yeah, we, actually, we saw him back anyway, right? There he was, yeah. Uh, as a host um, of, of SmackDown, and so y- there's there's money to be made, and and, and there's celebrations, and yeah, y- you have to keep a certain face, so that's why we see Larry Walker back, even though there still is maybe some bad blood. But with Tulo, fences are Tulo's issue mm-hmm. was
0: yeah. never Dick Montfort. Tulo tro- uh, like like uh, Todd Helton loves Dick Monfort. <laughs> Troy problem warts and all, yes. Uh, <laughs> Troy Tulowitzki's problem was Jeff Breitich <laughs> I I feel confident at this point uh, saying this with one hundred percent clarity and and certainty that Troy Tulawitzki's problem was very much Jeff Breitich and with him no longer, you know, what I'm sure. And, and it's still, you know, you go, yeah, <laughs> Dick, but you had his back over mine, and the whole. There's True. still that. Right. It doesn't right. go yeah. fully away, but you know, I I don't think he ever.
1: You can put that to the side, right? You can get, you can get over that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when somebody you really, really love who's a friend of yours is going out with somebody that you know is terrible for them for a really long time. And you just can't, you know, you just can't hang out with them anymore. And they finally break up. You don't immediately forgive them for the three years you couldn't hang out. But at some point you recognize they were in a bad situation I'm not going to take it out on you, the person that I still do care about, even though that person I can't stand, you know, have I, have I overridden the analogy here or should I keep going?
1: <laughs> uh, it, it plays as long as you don't start then dating the, so then Jeff Breidich becomes assistant GM of somewhere else and then hires Tulo there as a coach. Go. He's, he, oh, by the way, he's very successful. Tulo's Sorry. very successful and and we might be able to bring him up where we're still working on our schedule the next couple of days, but uh Spoiler, and it's not much of a spoiler if you're keeping your eye on the situation. Troy Tulowitzki's University of Texas Longhorns have made it to the College World Series. Yeah. They're in the final eight. So he is having some success there. So this definitely won't be the last time you hear Major League ballplayers or even a Major League club talk about Troy Tulowitzki as a coach, as a leader, as a mentor.
0: Love it. we got to get him on the pod and talk to him about Camp Tulow. That's a lifetime goal of ours. we got to do that. But... Hey, take, take your bets on whether or not that will happen by going to DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't think hey. you can bet on that, <laughs> whether or not Troy Lewiski will come on the podcast, but just about everything else you can. You can bet on baseball, basketball, hockey, while the getting is still good in those sports. Make sure you get it going. If you had uh, your picks for Trevor Story to hit a home run today, they don't double up on them for you, do they? <laughs> They'll give you the bet twice
1: if he hits it It'd be nice away. to have that bonus.
0: Yeah. It would be nice. But still, you made your solid money on Trevor Story to get his home run on the Rockies to get a road win. Again, I feel like you should get double wins if, they, if you get the Rockies on a road win. But still, uh, whatever it is, they got all kinds of fantastic promos there all the time. basically amount to them throwing free money at your base for you to bet on whatever you want. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNBR when you sign up. You can turn $1 right now into $100 in free credits. And all you got to do, bet on the basketball team of your choice. Even if you don't watch basketball, just pick one. If they win their next game, you claim $100 in free credits. If they don't, you're out a dollar. You probably probably spent a dollar on getting a slightly better brand of cheese at the grocery store. You can get a dollar to... Maybe win 100 here at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you do have a gambling problem, call
1: 1-800-522-4700. And my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, unfortunately, can't be about Rockies baseball right now. Although, if you were listening but yesterday, Drew, you had the under. Agreed with you. That under. was correct. Uh, we we like the we, we like the overs on on strikeouts and, and both those boys did end up coming through. You know, Tapia was going to get the hit, which he did. But let's shift gears a little bit to soccer. Let's talk about uh, our guy Andre Simone from DNVR was he playing? Oh. <laughs> no, not well, I mean I'm sure he would he would love to represent Italia. Was uh, but you got the Euro going on, which is a tournament that's almost equally as good as the World Cup because you just have you know the best teams in Europe going against each other. They they're done with the group stages. So now it's knockout round. Now it's, it's one and done. That's it. You got to get it. Uh, you got to get a victory. And so uh, Andre's Italy is playing Austria and they are the favorites and they should come away easily with a victory in regulation minus two Oh five. My DraftKings sports book pick of the week Italy in the first round and the knockout stage of the Euro. Love it. Sometimes you go long shot,
0: try to, Make a little bit of money. Sometimes you go with the favorites, and you just make it nice, easy. You pick it. You make You, you just fatten up it a little bit. Sometimes you got to okay. make a little bit of money. Feel good. Win a bet. Feel good winning a bet. <clears throat> also, feeling good, eating Hassle Cattle Company beef from our friends at HassleCattleCompany.com. Actually doing breakfast for dinner right now. I can smell the bacon being cooked upstairs, and I am very excited for it. The Wagyu beef. Could change your life. It's absolutely delicious. It's got none of that hormones or antibiotics and any of that nonsense. They treat the animals well. It ends up treating the environment better better for you. You don't have all that crap in your body and it's better for your wallet, especially when you take advantage of constant ongoing promotions that they've got, uh, usually involving ground beef and ground chuck, which we make a lot of here. So that really works out for us. We've also got, uh, they were doing that flank steak deal for a good long time always hooking you up man and we'll hook you up with dmbr10 to get 10% off over 200 bucks you get free shipping do check them out today at h a s e l cattlecompany.com and get you some wagyu beef is delicious delicious also delicious patrick finally a fantastic performance Out of Kyle Freeland, you alluded to it a moment ago, getting the over on the strikeouts, but also really just needed to see Kyle uh, for the first time since coming off injury, give you length and something resembling, if not outright dominance, very, very solid control of the baseball game, where it feels like every outing he's had so far, he's been searching for it in front of us. Uh, Then we finally saw him go out there six innings yeah he gave up the five hits in the one earned run but only walked one guy seven strikeouts uh very very solid outing for kyle freeland and this is a big part of the puzzle moving forward it changes one way or the other if you've got this guy and he's a big part of your future uh that's a big piece of the puzzle moving forward and if you don't that's something you're gonna have to go find somewhere else maybe from within maybe acquiring like all the things you've talked about but we need to learn the rest of this season. Now we got to see who Kyle Freeland really is. And of course you hope he's closer to this.
1: For sure. It, it's just great to have him back healthy. Cause again, that, that arm injury he had down in, in Scottsdale was, was very brutal. It was, it was brutal, but yeah, it's great to see him best, best outing of the season, you know, by, by far 92 pitches, which uh, is again, another important threshold as, as he continues to, to build strength. Uh, I believe he's slated to, to pitch in Milwaukee on on Sunday. So Rockies fans will just have to wait a little while until they they see him. Although this does, uh, should he make that start? Even if he, even if they, they push him back until uh, Monday, since you know they're they're down uh, a starter with with Gomber a little bit banged up. John Gray is coming back. Actually, he's making the start on Friday. Yeah. Uh, it, it does line up well for Kyle Freeland to pitch at home against the st louis cardinals paul goldschmidt's st louis cardinals as i I believe they're called but yeah it's you know man he's had such an up and down career and after 2020 it seemed like okay he was going to level off and then the injury at the beginning of this year just threw a wrench into things and you gotta hope that you know that this has been his spring training i know he he did make a couple starts with albuquerque and you say okay well that's that's kind of his spring training but um, you know I don't think so because because pitchers starting pitchers at least need you know six weeks to really get acclimated and he didn't have right. six weeks back of, of of starts with Albuquerque. He doesn't necessarily need it. so he's, he's kind of rehabbing almost or making a rehab start or starts you know with with Colorado. And so if you can you know really build on this to to you know link together a couple quality starts and you know be, you know, the, the pitcher that we saw in in, in 2020 that we saw glimpses of in 2017, he's not going to get back to 2018. Again, that's a historical season. I think, you know, pitchers in Colorado just can't, can't have that, right. It's you do it for one season. It's great. And then, okay, maybe you come back down to earth for, for whatever reason, it's, it's just amazing that you were able to, to get into that stratosphere, right. Uh, And maybe someday, you know, Herman Marquez will be the one that can have two of those incredibly dominant seasons. But even if Freeland doesn't get back to 2018, even if he's just what he was in 2017 or 2020, that's still a a very good number two, number three starter veteran guy. That's going to give you, you know, innings and is going to be a key cog in a rotation that could possibly go back to the postseason at some point, should they at least extend him. So, you just gotta hope it's the first domino to fall in saying, "Okay, back to normalcy." This is the pitcher that Kyle Freeland is—not the one that we saw in 2019 that needed to get demoted to figure some things out.
0: Yeah, and to answer Wild the Innocent's question, uh, yeah, I thought you know the the pitch mix was strong. It was—he mm. you know, was throwing all of his pitches and he was hitting his spots, and that's the big thing with Kyle. Uh, the, the command has to be there because he doesn't have the overpowering stuff. The only person that you could maybe make an argument has had multiple dominant seasons in Colorado Rockies history pitching wise was Ubaldo Jimenez and there's the the stuff he was throwing from 2007 to 2010 is ridiculous. Nobody nobody throws a ninety-eight mile an hour two seam fastball that moves six inches from right side (laughs) actually every
1: pitcher does now but 10 years ago
0: they didn't (laughs) good point well well a couple of weeks ago but maybe not this week yeah slightly fewer this week throwing that exact (laughs) pitch but yeah that was like the only you know and and he had and even Ubaldo had to have five different pitches that he could go to at any given time jorge de la rosa never dominant but pretty to very good for most of his career and again it's the four or five pitch mix the, the thing that the, both of those guys had in common actually was a splitter Ubaldo Jimenez threw his splitter more as a split fingered fastball Ubaldo Jimenez threw it as a split finger change or no Jorge De La Rosa I think I said it back. Jorge De La Rosa threw it as a changeup. up Ubaldo Jimenez threw it as a fastball uh, but still that split split finger drop but you gotta have fastball curveball Slider, in addition to all of those things as well. And, you know, that's where we've looked at Gomber. It's why Michaela has always been bringing it up when she's been on the show. Uh, you know, the you got to have those things. And he's got the the changeup that isn't a splitter. Kyle's changeup has been very good for him in the past. It was very good for him yesterday. Uh, it was terrible in 2019. It was one of the most hittable pitches in all of baseball was his changeup. And it and he was like, that can't. It's not a good recipe for the only pitch he kind of had a little bit in 2019 was his slider, but he had no fastball and he had no change up. And the other day, fastball was okay, but the slider changeup were really good. And that gets you back on track. You gotta have command of the fastball. Uh You know, he's always had he's never really thrown a true curveball. He basically throws his slider two different ways, one where it looks a little bit more like a cutter, one where it bends a little more down. It's kind of like a slurve. That's how Kyle differentiates between horizontal and and, and vertical movement. But he's just gotta hit his spots with all that stuff and mix it up. And if he does that and has confidence, it's it's what Patrick just said. He's probably never gonna get back to 2018 again unless he unlocks some new trick but as it is he can be a very solid three four for years to come uh yeah I saw him hit 95 yesterday as well I thought that was strange I wouldn't expect that to continue yeah. but keep your eyes on it you know keep your eyes on it because there's a lot there and we forget at times that they are human beings and we've had this conversation with Toppy a lot lately but. You know, you, you want guys to succeed by being the absolute best possible version of a baseball player, but you also want guys to succeed by being the absolute best version of themselves. What is your max potential that that you can reach? And I don't think, even though we've seen Kyle Freeland at his peak best, I don't think we've seen him reach his max potential as a pitcher who can have a career, Right.
1: Yeah, that no, that's a huge distinction. That that's a huge distinction because again it, it's like it's the consistency question, right? Mm-hmm. Where guys can there's only a rare few that can be in a Cy Young contention like Freeland was in 2018 and do it almost every single every year. year yeah. Right. Even even Obaldo in twenty in, in two thousand nine, where he was, you know, very good, but he wasn't what he was in, in twenty ten. Right. And and again, that that's okay. Like you, you would still take ubaldo jimenez in 2009 every single year so would he because yeah. he wasn't able to necessarily sustain it and so you're right if, if freeland can you know just just go out and give like that quality start and again yeah have that length to a career like it's
0: Didn't uh like porcello win a cy young award I believe
1: so it's so.
0: Just, right like those kind of you know yeah you have that year and you go
1: awesome but yeah, that was the, that was a year where he beat, I believe, Justin Verlander, and Verlander <laughs> was like, "Wait, come on, you guys can't be serious," and took to Twitter. So yeah, that was probably maybe that might even been twenty eighteen. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But but you know, there's there's something that you know I'd I'd wanted to um, in in twenty yeah at the beginning of twenty twenty uh, didn't get down to spring training and pandemic happened and whatnot. I wanted to talk with both Brian Shaw and Jake McGee about what it meant to have 10 years of service time, because that is a huge right. threshold. Again, right. we just talked about 22,000 plus major leaguers. And I say 22,000 now, even though only a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated the 20,000th uh, major league player. And you go, well, how did we get another 2000 in about, you know, a month? Well, we added the Negro league ball players yeah. to that list. So it, things have changed, but Again, ultimately, you know, to make it to the majors, fantastic. But to stick around for 10 years is just something that doesn't happen. And then yeah. not even if, you're on, if you've are if you played 10 years, do you even make it to a Hall of Fame ballot? So that's another, you know, threshold to get to. But to get those 10 years and to get that pension is a huge, huge thing. And it'll be interesting to see which one of these young guys, even, even if you throw, you know, Freeland and Sensatella, because I believe those were two players um, that maybe to a lesser extent are lost boys. They're not necessarily lost. They're veteran guys that again, you know, are gonna have a good five more years left in their career. But if they only have five more years left of their career, there's they're almost falling just short of that 10 year mark. Right. Right. And so having those 10 years is is vital, you know, to 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 be able to do that and say that it means you've had quantity of success, not just quality, right? That's that's the tool of conversation about being healthy right. and whatever. But you know being healthy and, and stringing it together where you're consistent and teams are you know, signing you up to long-term extensions or giving you multi-year deals, whatever it is. Or you even get those invites and you end up making the roster. Getting 10 seasons yeah. is vital. And, and Kyle Freeland has a long way to go to kind of prove that. I think Marquez might be the only one right now um, and I think John Gray too. I, I right, again, should that's be all just about. Fine to get that, and he's a lot closer too, right? Because he's in his sixth season. Yeah. Um, but even still, any and you can take a fourth, fifth-year guy and go, I, I don't know. I mean, even Jacob Degrom now at this point, where I think he's only seven years in, and with the arm injuries he's had, you go, Hey, yeah. ten years is not a is not a given, right? right. It's not a given with the injuries that
0: Lincecum, pitchers have. Did Lincecum make it to ten?
1: I think he had exactly 10. And again, I don't even know the specifics of as far as how that, that pension works, if it's you know exactly service time. This year
0: five, are six, you, he would have said, what, what are you kidding? This guy's going to have a 19, 20 year long career. He's going to be the best pitcher in baseball for.
1: Yeah. And, it, and he pitched was, parts of 10 seasons. Parts of 10 seasons. But oh, as far did. as service time, oh, I don't know that. Um, he was actually able to do that. His final season, he entered with nine years and 32 days. Um, that final year with the Rangers in, in 2018. And in fact, no, so I don't think he got he 10 years. He played in parts oh. of 10 years, but I don't even think he's receiving pension. It's one of the reasons why he even, you know, in the past couple of years, has still has trained at driveline and is kind of under the radar attempted maybe to make a comeback hasn't really worked. So time, yeah. Having, having, you know, years spent in the majors isn't necessarily service time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and cause Freeland's in his, I think 17, 18, 19, 20. So you go, all right, this is his fifth year pitching. So, okay. Guys are you're in the majors have you're six yeah. years before they're free agents, but no, he actually entered this year with only a little bit more than three years because of demotions. It's, we're getting too bogged down, in Yeah, initial. but
0: it's, yeah. But
1: to, to, to back what you were originally talking about, it's so true. Is like, how do you stick around? How do you do it? You know, I had that conversation with Josh Fuentes being, you know, Tapio a guy that and Tapio and Gray are two guys that you spotted early on in their minor league career and you've watched their trajectory and you've seen how far they come. And now Gray is here on the precipice of getting to free agency. And what that right. means to a player is, is a big deal. And, and for Fuentes was it was a guy that that um, I caught early on. He said uh, he might not even make it to the majors, and he's right. there. And um, him and, and guys like Sam Hilliard and Dom Nunez in, in 2019 talking about, cool, I made it, but now I need to establish myself. Yeah. Now I need to be a consistent guy. And Freeland, I'm sure himself, would say, okay, I've made it. I'm a consistent guy, but now I need to really have a career. It's, it's kind of one of the reasons – the, it's kind of the crux of the conversation with Nolan Arenado, where he goes, all right, now I need to build a legacy yeah. because I'm headed for the hall of fame. Now I want to be an all time legendary. Great. I, I want to try to be the best third baseman of all time. I want to be better than George Brett. I want to, I want to surpass Mike Schmidt and the greatest third baseman of all time. So now I need to kind of be thinking some bigger picture things and, and that can get you in trouble, but you're yeah, right oops. for Freeland. He, he, he wants to be one See of those 10 year guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, there, there are a few guys, again, we've talked about on this team trying to prove that, yeah, they're, they belong in that category and I'll take the overs on, on Freeland and, and Tapia. On, on getting to that, that 10 year long mark of just finding a way of being Cause eh, Freeland's a lefty. <laughs> All the other things aside, lefties figure That's out a way. huge piece. Uh, but Speaking of sticking around, we appreciate all of you for sticking around with us through this, for watching your Rockies through thick and thin, their sixth road win of the season. There we it did is. It. Celebrate we it. We it. it. Drink it in. Drink it up. Feel it in your bones because it doesn't happen very often.
1: Did they get one in Milwaukee?
0: Sure. Their whole schedule's out of whack, I think, because of the bucks and stuff. they they got just messed up by who who got the better. Did they they lost one to the diamondbacks, didn't they? Didn't they lose to Arizona? Did that happen? They
1: were, they were the embarrassed team. Yeah. And then they, they ended up winning today. So the Diamondbacks have started a yet another <laughs> losing streak.
0: Right back to it. But
1: I think they'll win one. If they don't, okay. The Brewers are pretty darn good. Pretty good. Um yeah, they, they they just brought back Keston Hera to play first base, so they should have you know slightly better defense there at first base. We saw Colton Wong come off the I L uh last weekend and swing at the first pitch every single at bat. He had five at bats and, and he saw six pitches in five plays. Five
0: at bats that was it. I don't
1: think we mentioned that. That was one of the flurry of statistics and interesting points from that that four game Brewer set. So uh, I think they can get one. Um, maybe it's maybe it's against Eric Lauer, who they probably should have beaten last week. They didn't, but Lauer is set to start on Sunday. Adrian Hauser on Saturday. Corbin Burns is the the start on Friday. Gray against Burns. Gray Burns. Interesting matchup. Like we'll it. talk more about that. We still got we still got two more podcasts before that Milwaukee <laughs> we series. We got all gets that going. coming up.
0: But yeah, I think they can get one out there. Uh, Should be fun to take in and and see if Tapia can start a new hit streak going and or keep the on-base streak going. Uh, If these young pitchers, well, young young pitchers, they're not as young as they used to be anymore, right? We're all getting a little bit older, but these pitchers can keep it going a little bit. uh, And uh, if this was a little bit of a breakout for story, you know, we really haven't seen him play superstar level yet. You had to feel like at some point it was coming, I think we could be down for it. I think that could be key for them. I like it. Getting a road win or two. Uh, either in this series or in the uh, you know next couple of weeks or whatever. But still, I think.
1: And maybe Brendan Rodgers is, is pushing the button a little bit there, right? Road home runs. Again.
0: Three of his four. Three of his four homers are on yeah. the road. And the Rockies have hit 17 or 18 road home runs. <laughs> and Rodgers-
1: I'll say this. It's a guaranteed lock. See if you can get it on DraftKings. Rockies split the series with the Mariners. They will not split this series coming up with the <laughs> they Brewers. will not split. Or I will shave my whole face, <laughs> eyebrows, and eyelashes. They're oh. not going to split. Oh, God, if there's a rain out. Oh, wait, they have a dome. Ah. Yeah. They will. Not. <laughs> they Aha. will not. Mark it down. Uh, write it
0: up. Show. Join us for those games. And uh, well, like Patrick said, we've got plenty of podcasts and live shows coming your way in the next few days. Make sure you're joining us on YouTube, subscribing, hitting that bell icon so you know that when we go live, you're joining the conversation, taking part in it. We do appreciate each of you for doing that. You're subscribing to the dnvr.com, following everybody on social media, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at dnvr underscore Rockies, all that good stuff. And just continuing to be absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We promise to keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.